Hey y'all, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you repeated that after me. So my name is Shantavia, aka Shay, and I am one half of Obedience Podcast with my co-host, Ashley, aka Ash. And here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'd be interested in our content, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below if you're watching on YouTube and hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. And if you are listening on any of our podcast streaming platforms, be sure to hit that follow button. It helps us go a long way in the podcast community. But if you are a returning subscriber, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Happy New Year! Welcome back to Season 4 of Obedience Podcast. We are so, so excited to have you guys here along for this obedience ride with us. And we're excited for the first series of 2022 because we are focusing on the reborn Christian. Yay! Now, wait, wait, wait. If you are a seasoned saint, please stay in the room because this series is for you too. You can use the help as well. But we are focusing strictly on our new believers and helping you guys out on this brand new journey in your life. So in this series, we will be focusing on the three fundamentals that we believe a new believer should focus on. And those three fundamentals are having their relationship with God, being obedient to God, and then definitely going out and getting a community and discipling for Christ. But we are going to focus on those three topics in the series episode. But for this episode, we are going to focus on the focus scripture and what it really means to be reborn. So the anchor scripture for this series is John 3 and 3. But in this episode, we are going to focus on the entire conversation that takes place in John 3, 1 through 21, where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about what it means to be reborn. So get your Bibles out, get your notebooks, and let's do a deep dive into this Bible study. So a little background first. Nicodemus was not only a Pharisee, he was also a member of the high council. So he was a leader among the Jews. So if you don't know what a Pharisee is, they are a group of religious leaders who hated Jesus, basically because he undermined their authority and he challenged their views. Basically, they didn't believe that he was the son of God. And Jesus was introducing this new way of being righteous and having freedom. And this was so against what they had learned all of their lives, right? So John 3 and 2 does point out that Nicodemus meets with Jesus at night. And this is very significant because Nicodemus wanted to avoid any controversy from meeting with Jesus. So he kept this low key and at night. And the first thing that he does say to Jesus is admitting that he believes that he is from God. 
So he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these signs you do unless God were with him. And Jesus replied with our anchor scripture, John 3 and 3, saying, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And this completely baffles Nicodemus because we have to remember he's still a Pharisee at this moment. And so he still has that Pharisee mindset. And so he proceeds to ask Jesus, how can anyone be born when he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time and be born again? And then Jesus explains what being reborn is. He says, truly, I tell you, unless someone is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, I want to focus on the part in verse five that says born of water and the spirit. The born of water portion of that scripture can mean two things. It's just dependent on what you actually believe in. So the first meaning could be being born of your mother inside her womb. And you know that water sack are two baptism. But as for me and my house, we believe in baptism. Okay. So I believe that that born of water and the spirit deals with born of water going down, being baptized and the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. So Romans 6 and 4 in the Amplified Translation says, we have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in newness of life, abandoning our old ways. That part where it says, abandoning our old ways. That's the part of reborn that is so significant to me. So baptism, for those of you who don't know, is when you turn your life towards Jesus and you be immersed in his spirit. So my Bible gave an amazing analogy about the significance of baptism. So in Greek, the word baptism was used for actually dyeing clothes. So you would dip the cloth into the dye and then you will let it soak. And then the cloth would take on the color of the dye that you dipped it in. And this is what happens when you are baptized. So Jesus in his spirit is the water and you are the cloth. And when the preacher takes you down into the water, God's spirit and his likeness and his newness comes on you and your old man is wiped away and now you have a new spirit man inside of you and his ways should become your ways you're pretty much being immersed in what Jesus is and another thing with that analogy is the properties of the dye they become a part of the cloth and that's what happens when you get baptized Jesus is now a part of you he lives inside of you and then this is when the transformation starts in your body. So no, you don't have that amazing, well, I'll say you don't have this visual transformation. As soon as you come up out of the water, 
the transformation happens over time. But that dipping down in the water is what allows his spirit to come over you and allows him to begin to change you from the inside out. Now, for those of you who don't know, when I say the spirit, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died, he gave all of us the opportunity to have Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is that thing that lives on the inside of each and every single one of us. And Holy Spirit is that thing that tells you, turn left. Uh Uh-uh, don't say that to that person. Keep your mouth shut. Interview at that job. Don't interview at this job. That is what Holy Spirit is. For the people who always say, something just told me or my intuition, that's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the thing that changes you to be more like Christ. And to back up my claims of why I believe in baptism, I want to point out Ezekiel 36 and 25 where it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. So just to summarize what baptism is, it is the physical expression that you are declaring to change your life, but the spirit is what actually changes you. So Jesus does explain later on in the scripture that being baptized and receiving the spirit is not what actually gets you reborn, you know. So if you haven't been baptized, you know, do not fret. It's okay. It is a very important step in a believer's life. It's not what gets you saved. My Bible points out that baptism is an outward expression of the inward reality. So in verse 16, Jesus explains, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So let's focus on the whoever believes in him shall not perish portion of that scripture. This is what it means to be reborn. Just to simply believe that Jesus died for your sins confess that with your tongue, and then turn your life over to Christ so he can lead and guide you in the way that you should go. Additional receipts in God's word for what reborn is can be found in Romans chapter 10 and 9, where it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved is defined as to deliver from sin. Once you are saved, you are freed from sin and you are also forgiven of your sins. Now, I know that y'all probably said, hey, and thought I was going to give like this long, drawn out definition of what being saved is. But it's really that simple. It's really as simple as just believing that Jesus died for you and believing him to be your savior and asking him to save you. It's really that simple. And I also wanted to point out that being saved, yes, you are delivered from sin, but it doesn't mean that you're never going to sin again. And that's very vital to new believers because it's not going to happen overnight. Sin is still going to happen in your life. Even when you declare yourself a super Christian, you're still going to sin. Sinning is in our nature. But we have dominion over sin. We can 
rule over sin and make ourselves not sin. But you're still going to have the urge to sin because it's a part of our nature because we were born into a fallen world. And I talk a lot in depth about this in our completion series in depth where I talked about phantom pains. And how, yes, sin is removed from us, but we still get that sensation that we want to do the phantom pain because it was once a part of us. So if y'all want to get like a detailed explanation, definitely go check out that video. So what I want you to do right now is to erase all the stereotypes you've ever heard about being saved or being reborn. Being saved does not require prerequisite, by the way. God created you and he chose you. So whatever thing that you think is holding you back from being saved or whatever thing that you think God won't accept of you, it's not true. Being saved doesn't require anything but believing in Jesus and accepting him as your savior. That's it, period. He will accept you just like you are. He made you. You have to remember that he made you and he chose you. So the only thing that's required to be saved, like I said, is to believe in him and accept him as your savior. Remember Ephesians 1, 4 through 5, study that. Being saved doesn't mean that you have to be perfect for the rest of your life. No one on this earth is perfect at all. Not even your pastor, not even your first lady, not even your worship leader. Not even Mike Todd, not even Sarah Jakes Roberts. Those people that you put on this pedestal, they're not perfect either. God sees them on the same pedestal as he sees you. So just keep that in mind. Being saved doesn't require money and it does not require sacrifice. Being saved is a free gift from God that no man can work for and no man can earn. It's something that is freely given to us. Being saved doesn't mean that you have to know all the scriptures in the Bible or all the Bible stories, or you have to listen to podcasts about Christianity 24-7 or always listen to sermons or always listen to gospel music. That's not what being saved is. Being saved is believing in Jesus and accepting him as your savior. Being saved doesn't mean that you have to stop having fun in your life. When you give your life to Christ, that's actually when your life is just beginning. So everything that you think that you're having to give up that's fun, you won't even remember once you get to your new life because this new life is going to be so much better. So let's not make being saved what it's really not. And that's probably so many other stereotypes that I just couldn't think of as I was studying for this. But if you can think of any, please feel free to comment them down below because that stereotype may be holding someone back from joining the union of Christ. Like I keep saying, being saved literally means believing in Jesus and accepting him as your savior. Now, once you do that, there is this pruning that happens in your body where your new self is trying to get rid of your old self, 
where you're trying to be more Christ-like and you go through this transition where you want to just listen to gospel music or you just want to listen to sermons or you don't want to drink anymore or you want to go to church every single Sunday. But doing those things don't mean you're saved. Doing those things just mean that you're changing more into what Christ was like. But it doesn't mean you're saved. Y'all got to remember that. Being saved is believing in Jesus and giving your life over to him as your savior. Okay? I just I just want y'all to understand that, okay? Because a lot of people think, oh, I didn't sing too much. I really can't be saved. I drink every now and again, so I'm really not saved. Or I may cuss a little bit, so I'm really not saved. Once you accept Jesus as your savior, you are saved. But you got a lot of spirit to work in you so you can be more like Christ. When you become saved, you should want to strive to be more like your savior, right? And that's what we want to work towards, being more like our savior. But we can't allow those things that take us to be more like our savior to replace what God said it means to be reborn and saved. But John 3.16 tells us what it means to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is what being saved is. So Jesus goes on to explain to Nicodemus in verse 17 that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anybody who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only son of God. So if you've ever heard someone saying, oh, you hadn't, you haven't been going to church. You still saved? Condemnation. Oh, I heard you cussing the other day. You still saved? Condemnation. I heard you do a lot of the day. You still saved? Condemnation. Verse 17 is a key verse for any new believers. Condemnation does not exist in the union of Christ. No. Condemnation doesn't exist. There are a lot of believers out there who will try and condemn you, but it's not from Christ, the condemnation. It's from the enemy. The enemy sends condemnation. God sends conviction. Totally different. Now, we've talked about the difference between condemnation and conviction here at Obedience Podcast before. And we can talk about it again. I will link the video where we talked about it before. But if you want us to do another video on it to explain the differences, definitely comment down below and we can do a deep dive into the differences. But just know that conviction from Holy Spirit is kind, compassionate, and condemnation is disastrous that's the word i'm gonna use disastrous and verse 18 is key for anyone who hasn't professed jesus to be their lord and savior 
I just want to ask, what are you waiting on? I've already proved to you that when you say that you're saved, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that I'm taking your life away. It doesn't mean that you won't have fun anymore. It literally means you're going to be saved and have eternal life and your life is going to be better than it ever was before. So what are you waiting on? Don't be afraid to come to Christ. He's sitting here waiting for you with open arms. Anything that you're thinking as to why he wouldn't accept you, it's just the trick of the enemy. Don't let him win. You don't belong to him. You belong to God. So come in our union and accept Christ. He will take you exactly as you are right now. No improvements. He'll take you exactly how you are. If you're laying in bed with that bonnet on, he'll take you like that. If you have two or three, five baby daddies and you're not married to none of them, he'll take you like that. If you rob banks every now and again or you rob the grocery store, he'll take you just like that. He doesn't care. He just wants you. He just wants your soul. He just wants you back. So come to him and let him purify everything inside of you. So if you happen to be watching this and you haven't made the transition to become a part of the union of Christ, it's so easy. And it could be done right now. All you have to do is repeat after me. But before you repeat after me, I just ask that you reduce any distractions around you. Because this is a holy moment. This is the sacred moment. This is where your life is about to change. So close your eyes and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, just that simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And I just want you to remember that no one can take that status away from you. No one or nothing can take your status with Christ away from you. So congratulations. And definitely, definitely Continue to check out our Reborn series so you can continue to grow. But most of all, connect with a Bible teaching church. We always leave our church's live stream link in the description box below. If you cannot find a church in your area or you want to be safe quarantining, check the description box below. where We go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So you may be asking... Okay, what's the next steps? I've accepted Christ as my savior. I am a new Christian. I don't know where to go. I do want to give you some next steps that you can take. And if you do have any further questions, please feel free to comment them down below in the comment section. But 
one of the first steps I've already mentioned is to connect with a Bible teaching church. That's going to be very important for you because you want to continue to grow in the word and grow in Christ. So definitely connect with the Bible teaching church with an amazing pastor to pastor over your lives. The second thing I believe that you should do, like I mentioned, is definitely go and get baptized. I know some churches do monthly baptisms and then some churches do it twice a year. Just be patient. I know when I rejoined the church, I didn't get baptized immediately. I did wait a couple months and that didn't slow down my process of getting to know Christ or being a Christian at all. So just remember that. All right. And then the third thing I think you should do, which we will talk about this in part three, is definitely fellowship with other Christian believers. You are definitely going to need them through this walk for encouragement and growth and um, accountability. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely need them for those three things. Okay. And then the last thing that I think you should do is check the link out down below because Ashley and I have put together a reborn workbook just for new believers to go through to help them out. In the workbook is advice for new believers and we share scriptures, devotionals, questions, it's a lot of things in the workbook that will help you jumpstart your Christian walk. So definitely encourage you to check the description box below to go purchase our workbook. But if you do not have the funds to purchase, we always like to provide something free to our viewers. So we do have a free principle down there as well with tips on how to make sure you are hearing the voice of God. And then another free principle where we share with you 10 scriptures that we think are important to memorize. And we talk about why memorizing scripture is important in that principle as well. So remember, those two principles are free, but you can also purchase the Reborn workbook. And I also want to point out, if you are not like a new believer, like if you're beginner, intermediate season, it doesn't matter. I believe the Reborn workbook will bless you as well. So definitely, if you can support us, it is truly, truly appreciated. And then, you know, I do have uh, another thing that you can do as a next step. Make sure you like this video. It helps the ministry and it helps us go up in the YouTube algorithm so more people can get this amazing word. So definitely hit that like button. Make sure that you are subscribed and then hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. And then please, please, please share this with five of your friends. If you know someone who happens to be a new believer, or you are a new believer, or you join a group at church, definitely share this video with them to let them hear this amazing word from Holy Spirit, okay? And then, y'all, nothing has changed from 2021. If you do have any prayers, be sure to email us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com and we will always be in agreement with you. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. If you have not already, I'll be sure to put them on the screen for you right now. And do not forget, Tuesday is a turn up Tuesday and we will be interviewing the amazing and beautiful and faith-filled women of Tents and Tabernacles podcast. 
So be sure to check out our obedience podcast chat segment with those ladies. All right, y'all, that is all that I have for you. I am going to go ahead and get up out of here. But I want to thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with me. And if you are watching the replay, please comment down below hashtag replay so I can give you a special thank you for going above and beyond. And don't forget, if you are listening to us on any of our podcasts, streaming platforms please leave us a review and follow us it helps us go a long way and we truly appreciate it but like i said i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here hope you have an amazing day and in the meantime in between time as always be obedient i'll see y'all next time bye